You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show with Blake and Mon. Not Monica. <laughs> we have established the difference here. And you can call me Monica, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't really like it. Or you can call me Moni or Mon Mon. Because you might be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Blake and Monica. Uh, no, Blake and Mon, we'll stick with that. You're not in trouble so far. <laughs> Yet. But if the name changes throughout the show, you'll know. Okay? It's going to be a long show. <laughs> it's going to be a very long, beautiful show this morning. In Newcastle, live to all over Australia. We want to shout out our listeners in Grindelwald, Tasmania, listening on 88.0. Also, Ballarat. Ah, Ballarat. Ballarat, Victoria, 87.8. And also want to shout out our listeners in uh, Coffs Harbor. Oh, Coffs, nice. New South Wales, 88.0. Thanks for tuning in, team. And being part of the Faith FM community, Mon, what are you thankful for? Oh, I am so thankful that yesterday was the last day that I spent cleaning out my burnt home um, out on the auction lot in the burn unit there. Uh, it's been a job that's taken me the better of uh, three months. And, uh, and I had to, the insurance company asked me to photograph everything I had owned. And so I was basically just picking up burnt stuff, taking a picture, throwing it away, picking up burnt stuff, taking a picture for hours on end. And yesterday I finally photographed the last item and managed to, I took off my hazmat suit and I throw it in the bin and I was so happy. Um, so yeah. And now begins the next part where I have to print all the photos and send them to the insurance company. But what are you grateful for, Blake? Um, you know how I was grateful for Napoli's? Yes. Pizza yesterday? Yes. I went to a better pizza place last night. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's, it's called getting better and better. Eight at Trinity. Eight at Trinity. You know, the number eight You're at pizza Trinity. You're a guy, huh? <laughs> Well, it's not that I'm trying to. The pizzas are coming to me. Like, I'm just, I'm just living my life like just an innocent bystander. Pizzas are just being flung Throwing at me cheesy at legs and coming for you. And it's really, really good. And I was just, I was impressed. So thank, I'm thankful for Eight Eternity. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Coming up on Faith FM, we're going to talk about a 26-story luxury pig hotel in China. Wow, kind of crazy. Uh, also, Alec Baldwin is being charged with involuntary manslaughter. Oh no! Uh, for the Rust shooting that happened uh, back in October 2021, mm-hmm. and three more people are being charged with murder over death uh, of WA teenager Cassius Turvey. Wow! This is Belshazzar Johnny Cash, Faith FM. Well, the Bible tells us about a man who ruled Babylon and all its land. Around the city he built a wall and declared that Babylon would never fall. He had concubines and wives, he called his Babylon paradise. On his throne he drank and ate, but for Belshazzar it was getting late. For he was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His kingdom was divided, couldn't stand. He was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His houses were built upon the sand. Well, the people feasted and drank their wine and praised the false gods of his time. All holy things they scorned and mocked, but suddenly all their mocking stopped. For on the wall there appeared a hand, nothing else, there was no man. In blood the hand began to write, and Belshazzar couldn't hide his pride. For he was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His kingdom was divided, couldn't stand. He was weighed in the balance and found wanting. His houses were built upon the sand. Well, no one around could understand what was written by the mystic hand. Belshazzar tried but couldn't find a man who could give him peace of mind. But Daniel the prophet, the man of God, he saw the writing on the wall in blood. Belshazzar asked him what it said, and Daniel turned to the wall and read. My friend, you're weighed in the balance and found wanting. Your kingdom is divided, it can't stand. You're weighed in the balance.
house and found wanting Your houses are built upon the sand The sweet, melodious tunes of Johnny Cash on That's Faith FM. That's a bop right there. I'm I loving it. really enjoy Johnny Cash. He's one of my Me favorite too. artists. Uh, there's rumors about, too, that uh, he started keeping the Sabbath right before he passed away. Oh, real? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how to confirm that or not, uh, but he was listening to a radio program. Mm-hmm. I believe it was called Voice of Prophecy oh, yeah. in the United States and was... Towards the end of his life, convicted that, hey, the Sabbath, the seventh day Sabbath on Saturday is a day that he should keep and spend time with his Lord. Praise so, the Lord. Can't confirm, yeah. but uh, I'm looking I, forward to finding out one day. One day. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah. forward to that one day. But it was pretty pretty interesting stuff. Uh, Johnny Cash had lived a pretty wild life. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to know that he had that connection with the Lord. And and this is why you shouldn't judge people, because even though they might be like living the lifestyles of the rich and famous, they might be living up to all the light they have. So True. You never know who That's you might see. Good point, ever. actually. Very, yeah. very good point. Hit us with the quiz. Another good point. I'm going to do another What Creature Am I quiz. Ooh. We did bears a couple of days ago. <laughs> We're going to do another creature today. Uh, what Creature Am I? The woman who gave birth to the male child in Revelation, uh, it was attempted to... Uh, the attempt was made to sweep her away by a river of water spewed out of the mouth of this creature. So the book of Revelation is full of some pretty hectic imagery, and this is referring to some of that imagery. Okay. So 0491064669 is the number to text. Don't call. Um, no, it's <laughs> not one here. It's just Blake and I. <laughs> and uh, Dix us your answers. Uh, this is a 500 points. The woman who gave birth the male child in Revelation, an attempt was made to sweep her away by a river of water spewed out of the mouth of this creature. I think I know this one, actually. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of people who know this one. Okay. Can you give me like a signal? No, you're wrong. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> Reels. And I I'm, just lost 500 points. And I'm loving the charades when it plays. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> wow. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. I'm wrong. You're wrong. 100. 100%. 100% wrong. wrong. Hanji. You actually couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> oh, no. <gasps> oh, no. Did oh, I just give it away? <laughs> no. I do know. Do you want to have another guess? Not right now. Okay, all right. It's too much. Because right. now I feel bad because <laughs> now I'm just thinking, well, no, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm going to process. I'm okay. going to wait for the next clue. Clearly, I messed that up. I am no Sherlock Holmes over here. You will 100% get on the next clue, I'm telling you. The next clue suddenly gets really easy. Hmm. But anyway, speaking of creatures, am I allowed to do the good news now? Or are we got, is there something else you have to tell us? Did you tell them to text in? Yes, yeah, 0491064669. I'm okay. really excited about today's good news, so I'm just chomping at the bit. Okay. <laughs> That's funny, and you'll find out why in about a second. Chomping uh, at the bit. <laughs> so today's good news is about uh, two creatures named Hazel and Chompy. <laughs> um, so this is about uh, two beavers. Are you into be- Oh, hang on. Oh, yes, Janelle, you are correct. And sorry, Freco, try again. You're almost correct, Freco. You're very close. Um, that's, what I, that's what I guessed, Freco. Yeah, yeah, but he was wrong. Anyway, so I thought you meant um, like a... No. Okay. So we're gonna no. Start, we've got to stop playing charades because it's going to be the worst game to play on live radio. Well, clearly... <laughs> no one can see what I'll we're doing. I'll never play charades with you because <laughs> I, I think I got the answer right. No, but you, you look like you were like little... No. <laughs> I was, that was... No, okay. it was more majestic. It, it was, it was. <sighs> I just, yeah. Majestic. <laughs> Okay. Our listeners Read your us. story. Okay. <laughs> so this story is coming out of uh, Hampshire in southern England, where for the first time in 400 years, the beavers are back, baby. Really? The beavers are back. So they've got um, Hazel and Chompy. They've been reintroduced to the English county. 
Uh, this, Wait, hold on a second. There's yeah. no beavers up there? They were hunted to extinction. To, where is this? In, in England, in southern England, in Hampshire. For real? For reals, for reals. We got beavers everywhere in North America. Well, they were hunted to extinction in, uh, in England, and they and England suffered the consequences because nobody back then realized the enormous impact beavers had on their environment. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint a picture for you about how handy these guys are. So they're like a little toothy engineer. Um, and they're now in high demand um, because uh, their building of dams actually restores much of the local fresh water features that have suffered in their absence. Um, so this is a <clears throat> this is just mind blowing. This really just for me solidifies that the worst thing about the planet is the humans. Um, <laughs> so they were they were hunted. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> we're the best people. thing and we're the worst thing. Let's face it. Uh, so throughout Europe and America, beavers were hunted um, in many places to extinction for their fur. So people wanted to wear beaver fur. Um, and then, but they're now in high demand for their natural, incredible abilities as engineers. So by building their little beaver dams, they create and enrich ponds and streams, uh, for which Eurocrat lawmakers means more carbon dioxide absorption in the soil. Who would have thought that a little beaver building a little dam would then translate into carbon dioxide absorption into the soil? Like, you would never sort of make that link, would you? So, I would have. So Because <laughs> you're clever. So what happens is, right, <laughs> no, the dams done. that they build slow the passage of water through the landscapes, which has a variety of effects, including reducing flood risks downstream by expanding adjacent wetlands and increasing the habitat for aquatic and semi-aquatic animals in the ecosystem. Um, and to do the same thing, to do the same thing, humans would undoubtedly cost, like, it would just cost us millions in labour, administration, on-site safety procedures, zoning, council planning, regulation, the renting of earth-moving equipment, accompanied scientific observational studies, reports to higher-ups. Can you imagine how much bureaucratic red tape and effort it would take us to do what beavers just, like, just get up in the morning and just do? Exactly, just designed to do. And beavers do it all for free. Quick question. Yeah. What do possibly Johnny Cash at the end of his life and a couple beavers in Oregon have in common? What? They both kept the Sabbath. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Have you seen the documentary? I think I have, yes. Yeah, Sabbath keeping day, beavers. Yes, yeah, Seventh Day Beavers, I think it's what yeah. they were called. Wow. And they would work like hardcore six days a week. And then at sunset on Friday night, okay. they would cease their work. Wow. And, and it's documented. And they were doing it for years. That's amazing. And they were like, what's going on? And there were Sabbath keeping beavers. Beavers are, so, beavers are so cool and they're so cute. So these two, they were given the names Hazel and Chompy through a naming competition by local school children. Uh, they're, they're called Eurasian beavers, that's their specific um, uh, species. They've never actually, they had never actually met each other, um, <laughs> but there's a little video and I definitely, I definitely recommend that you jump online and just Google Hazel and Chompy. There's a little video of them meeting for the first time because they got released into the same area because it's hoping that they will meet and that they will breed. And uh, and you see them meeting for the first time. And, like, they're just so delighted to see each other. And they're, like, pouring at each other in the water. And you can just watch them falling into beaver love. It's so cute. Um, so they were released onto the 925-acre, which is 370-hectare, Erhurst Estate near Bassingstoke in Hampshire, which is actually owned by celebrity Malaysian-born uh, supermodel and actress Mandy Liu, who has been uh, pretty key in um, rewilding the area. So she wants to return ponds, streams, and wetlands Rewilding. Yeah, into the estate and also turn the place cool into like word. a um, sustainable food uh, estate to, okay. to basically feed her own restaurant. So, yeah, which is really cool. Like, it's cool to see celebrities when they get a lot of money doing something good. So Chompy and Hazel are back in action and they're already like – Building their little dams. Um, hopefully, they'll build like one together. Do they have beaver babies? Beaver babies? Not yet, because they've only just they've only just um, been released. But are they married though? <laughs> I, Answer the question, Simone. <laughs> they haven't been interviewed yet. So not a ceremony, not yet. <laughs> I haven't. Have seen they built a house together? Because we do not recommend that on Faith FM. <laughs> yeah. 
first marriage, <laughs> then you move in. First, go on a couple of dates. Make sure you're compatible. Compatibility. Yeah, they yeah. should also do maybe premarital counseling. That's right. Yes, That's also really important. <laughs> then sure. if the compatibility is there, they've done you know the, the proper steps and both people agree. Yeah, it's consensual. Both beavers agree. But what But what if it's like a dire situation? What if instinct, extinction is in the, on the cards? Like, do we just... Fast forward everything. Make God first. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So these are these um these little guys are already busy uh, offering a nature based solution to improving the health and function of river catchments. So beaver created wetlands can act as sponges, which can capture organic sediments and reduce the effects of agricultural runoff and harmful chemicals such as pesticides, which in turn helps to improve water quality downstream. So these little guys are just. They're just such an antidote to the human stupidity that we've done to our to our own lands. Really, we need more beavers. Clearly, in fact, I think we should just introduce them but everywhere. Who put the beavers there? God did. Well, Amen. true, but secondly, Mandy Lou. Yeah, but, yeah, so yeah. not all humans. Are <laughs> yeah, bad. true. That's my true. point. I was alone and idle, and I was a sinner too. I heard a voice from heaven saying, "There's work to do." I took the master's hand and joined heaven's band. and Mountain Faith on Faith FM. That's called I'm on the Battlefield. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, because I have been let loose in the studio, I picked all the songs this morning. I'm loving it. So I'm a little bit more bluegrass, a little bit a little more yeah. country, a little bit wild. Uh, the next one we got coming up uh, is quite a quite a wild ride as well, too. Oh, so keen. So uh, just uh, prepare yourself for that. I want to shout out to my moms who's listening in California. She said... Don't forget to tell people that we're listening in California as well, too. So thanks, Mom. Hi, uh, Mom! Uh, super good to, to know that you're listening. Love you. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. I uh, also got some uh, cool text messages here. A uh, 26-story pig hotel. What does that make it? 30 meters tall? Ridiculous. And also true. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a gigantic, it's a skyscraper. It's a pig skyscraper. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, thanks for texting in. Uh, that 
we also got Janelle. Oh, I don't know. Did she get the right answer? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 she did. And what about Freco? No, Freco's close, but not not quite. Okay, Freco, I I said the same thing. I thought it was the right answer, but apparently it's not. But Janelle, you got the right answer, which means Sherry, you also did not get the right answer because I guessed the same thing as you too. But we're not going to say what that thing is. But you know what I'm talking about. Let me give you a second clue, maybe to help. Okay. Okay, what creature am I? This creature was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Crafty. Crafty. 0491064669. Give us a text. Which animal was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made? When I think crafty, I think of the animal that Samson caught 300 of. Yeah, yep. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, you know which one. one. Yeah, I was, thinking, okay. I was thinking something similar. I was thinking, when I hear that word craft. I was thinking of all the animals that I house sit and how crafty they sometimes are when they trick me into giving them second dinners and this kind of thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> how crazy would it be if there was like just like an arts and crafts club <laughs> for animals? And there's like one animal that loves knitting and it's the most crafty one. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Um, Not that kind of crafty. We're talking about the naughty crafty. Uh, Brayden texts in, hey, I have to disagree, but agree with humans being the worst thing for this planet. So I have to disagree, but agree with humans being the worst thing the, uh, of, for this planet. We're the best thing and the worst thing about the planet. He goes on to say, sin is the worst thing for the world enabled through humanity, but beavers are totally awesome. Yeah, 100%. Love Sam Campbell's stories, especially when they include beavers as well, too. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Karen, you definitely got the the right answer. Go, Karen. Now, we got to explain the prize. Oh, yes. And the rules. The prize and the rules. I'll do the prize, you do the rules. How about Deal. that? Okay. The prize is a wonderful cookbook that I am seriously considering just stealing. No. <laughs> it's called No, We Don't Only Eat Carrots. <laughs> and no, we will not let her, you steal it. <laughs> Plant-Based Food for Humans by Leah Jones. Uh, this is a wonderful cookbook. We've gone over this a couple of times, but my goodness, it just sounds so amazing. It's got uh, a color, full color photo for every recipe. It's a healthy, vegan-friendly, easy to prepare. It has um, kilojoule and calorie counts, preparation cooking times, metric and imperial measurements. So Thank handy, you. So handy. Thank you. Uh, has handy tips and alternative ingredients, <clears throat> which is great. Has bonus Thermomix procedures. Um, it is has helpful icons for gluten-free, nut-free, and soy-free recipes, omnivore-improved, bachelor-safe, and budget-friendly. Those are those are my things. Yeah. Omnivore-improved, bachelor-safe, budget budget-approved. Friendly. Oh, budget-friendly. It's also bachelorette-safe. Um, but yeah. Oh, true as well, too. <laughs> I just feel like, historically speaking... Yeah, right. Yeah. I could be wrong about this, but bachelorettes seem to be better at taking care of themselves nutritionally than bachelors. I could yeah. be wrong. Could yeah. Be wrong. I feel like there's a wave that came through where like, no, I don't cook kind of a thing happened. Oh yeah. So, but um, it's safe for everybody. So don't worry about nothing. Just get the book. <laughs> it's like the Republican, like red wave, but this is the bread wave. I don't make bread. <laughs> I buy it. There you Here's go. some. No, we don't only eat carrots. <laughs> That's the book we're all playing. For. And the rules are, Text in if you know the answer. And we also just want to let you know, Karen, yes, you got the answer right. Brayden, coming back in strong, yes, you got it right. Freco, yes, that one is correct. Suzanne, also correct. Bruce and Liz, also correct. And this round is worth 400 points. So nice. each round is worth those number of points. And that the number of points gives you the number of opportunities to win the prize, which is normally drawn on Friday, but today... It's a special Friday in that we're not drawing the prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we're going to wait for Shell to hopefully get better, prayerfully get better on Monday, and then we're going to do a special Super Monday and a Super Friday next week. It'll be a double prize draw. So, so exciting. Happening on so Monday, exciting. we're going to do the prize, and then Friday next week, we're going to do a do prize you, as well, do you, too. Do you want to hear something else week. about prizes? We have a guest interview coming in on Monday, and she is also bringing a prize to give away. We're going to be giving away double prizes. Unheard of. This is unheard of. Unprecedented. We're gonna be just like dropping prizes left, right, and center. Do you know what also is unheard of? Pig hotels. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Good segue. What is- I'm proud of you. Actually, <laughs> yeah, you. you knew what I was gonna say. Exactly. What is going on with this pig skyscraper, dude? This so, gross. Check this out. Uh, the company behind this farm hotel thing is Hubei 
Shangxing Kaiwei. I, def- I definitely put that. So it's a that. farm or is it a hotel? Well, it's actually a cement company. And then they were like, hey, we construction's down, cement's down. Let's uh, let's change our ways. We're going to do something else profitable. We're going to farm some pigs. So they use all the extra cement that they have, and they create a 26-story indoor pig farm, which is now operating in the Hubei province of China. So this is not a nice hotel to take your pig to relax. Definitely this is not. where pigs go to die. Well, they, they're, they're relaxed. Until they, no, they're not relaxed. Well, they're once they're relaxed. dead, they're... I mean, no, because pigs know that one of the most intelligent, intelligent species on the planet. They know when they're about to die. Well, the, this pig hotel, then this is like some scary, like Hollywood this stuff. This would be like the most stressful hotel on the planet. The facility is being labeled an environmentally friendlier approach to meat production. What? I don't know how that's possible, but yep, apparently. Uh, however, experts have warned of increased zoonotic disease risk, of course, alongside of ethical course. concerns. The facility is the largest of its kind in the world. It's said to have the capacity to slaughter up to 1.2 million pigs per year. Uh-huh. Has been built to address China's growing demand for pork, which remains the most popular meat in the country. So unfortunate, because biblically speaking, the Lord really recommends don't eat the pork, don't eat the bacon, don't eat the ham. Uh, The Bible talks about uh, clean and unclean animals, and one of those animals that's really unclean is pork. It's just not good for your body. Poster child for unclean meat, and the reason why is because on the outside it has a cloven hoof. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the ways to signify that it's an unclean animal. The reason why... Well, no, no, no. Cloven hoof is to symbolize a clean animal. But but it doesn't chew its cud. So it looks like the possibility of being an animal that's clean, but because it doesn't have the second factor, it's actually a deceptive animal. It's a filth eater. We don't want to eat something that eats filth. It's basically a garbage machine. Yeah, literally. It eats everything. And my uncle used to have a whole bunch of them, and they were gross, i got to say. But they were wild boars, big hairy ones, kind of crazy. So farming in the building began in October when almost 4,000 female pigs were brought in, and then when fully operational, the facility will be able to house 650,000 animals combined. What? 26 stories, 650,000 animals. That's a lot of bacon, people. I'm like, literally, my mind right now is going, how do they. It cannot be healthy. How do they deal with the waste in a 26 story building filled with pigs that are just going to the toilet all day long, wherever they stand? Like, they're not trained to go to the toilet. How are they dealing with that? In no way possible. Is this a good idea? This is gonna this is gonna be like a disease factory. Like COVID two point is gonna come out of this thing. Wow, That's we said happening. it here first on Faith FM. Uh another crazy thing that has happened is Alec Baldwin is being charged uh officially now uh with involuntary manslaughter charges uh, after the fatal shooting of cinematographer uh Holliana Hall- so Hutchins on the New Mexico set of the movie Rust last year. 2020, actually almost two years ago now. Well, no, a year and a half ago. But is it, are they really guilty that it was an accident? That's the thing. Well, he could face at least five years in prison. Uh, but what's happening is the district attorney is basically saying uh, there's three people involved. I believe Alec Baldwin, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, and David Halls. And they're basically, if they had done their job, that he, the district attorney is saying uh, Halina Hutchins would be alive today. It's that simple. And so the evidence clearly shows a pattern of criminal disregard for safety on the Rust film set. This is what the district attorney is saying. Mm. Uh, and so we'll see what happens with Alec Baldwin. Uh, I'm not even sure what's going to I happen. I definitely think exactly. it's somebody's fault, but I don't think it's his fault because he would have just been handed a prop, right? It would have been um, the prop person. I don't know all the details. We're going to mm, find out sad. as this court case goes. Until then, we're going to listen to Go Down Moses by the Lower Lights right here on Faith FM. Thanks for listening.
Listening to Faith FM, that was Go Down Moses. Have a bop. The Lower Lights mm. on the Love Breakfast it. Show with Blake and Mon, who is knitting away. I am not knitting. Oh. I'm crocheting. Yeah, we do this How all the time. How many times I've got to explain this to you? I'm kidding. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> knitting has the two needles. I know. Knitting, two needles, crocheting, no. giant, deadly hook. <laughs> got it. Uh, we're about to do our third question of third the clue. day. Third. Oh, third. <laughs> Knitting <laughs> questions. It's like, actually crocheting with clues. clues. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry. What creature am I? This is one of the titles given to the devil in the book of Revelation. Ooh, creepy. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Text us an answer. This this creature is one of the titles given to the devil in the book of Revelation. And that is a three hundred pointer. Three hundred pointer. Don't. Do not miss out on this because you guys are going to be able to get that uh, sweet plant-based cooking book mm. that is... Uh, cooking book. <laughs> I'm going to call them cooking books from now on. I like that. I, I got myself a cooking book. That's how we roll. <laughs> and so we're uh, we're about to uh, go... We're going to hold off on that quiz because we're going to do that on Monday as well, too. But you only have two more chances to, to get, get in. in to the drawing mm. for a Monday quiz as well, too. Got be in it to win it. Absolutely. Uh, until then... We are going to have a little interview with a good friend of mine, Rochelle Ford, all the way from Canberra, ACT. Rochelle, can you hear us? We sure can. Good morning. Good morning. How is it down there in Canberra? What's the weather like? It's wonderful. It is sunny. I know you'd be surprised, Blake, but it's very beautiful right now. <laughs> what? Wait, hold on a second, because I'm looking outside my window, and it's raining right now in Newcastle, uh, but it's bright and see, sunny in Canberra? Canberra. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, man, that actually just really surprised me because normally it's the reverse every time it I've is. gone. Yeah, but camera's usually always worse. <laughs> camera's, camera's coming through for the win this morning. Okay. Yes. Now, Rochelle, uh, we have some history. You used to work at Raymond Terrace Mission uh, Adventist Church a long, long time ago. What year was that, actually? Do you remember? Oh, good question. 2018, around that? Yeah, that's right. The very end of 2018, uh, with yeah. a, with a great crew of people, great Bible workers, and they've all gone in their different directions, doing their different things. In fact, a couple of them, mm-hmm. I think a couple of them became chaplains, if I'm not mistaken, actually, from that, mm-hmm. from that, I think that's what Tom's doing now as well, too. Yeah, true. So, and that's what you were doing as well, too. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or a year ago. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but you were a chaplain at one of those schools until recently something has growing inside of you. Exactly. Is it a love for Jesus? Because i got that growing in me, too. <laughs> it's both. Down in my heart. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about some chaplaincy. Oh, by the way, real quick, when, when are you due? I'm due in eight weeks. Which is crazy. Wow. Eight weeks. So we just got this You're interview the, just in time. Yeah, yeah, right at the popping stage. <laughs> wow, that's Congratulations. Exciting. That's a very Thank exciting. you very much. Boy or girl or both or? It's yep. going to be a boy. Oh. Whoa, baby boy. All right. Oh, that's, I'm super excited about that. I can't wait to meet him. Okay. Ra- Rochelle, also, okay, let's talk about, talking about little baby boys and, and young boys who are growing up and, and girls as well, too, at school. Mm. You were a chaplain in Canberra. Where were you a chaplain at? Canberra Christian School. It's an awesome school and it's an adventure school. Yes, here in Canberra. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, now is that like downtown Canberra? Yes, yeah, that's. Is it near the church? Yeah. I'm, just, I'm trying to get my... It's like at the church. So it's <laughs> wonderful that we have the church connected to the school. 
So it's an easy way to get a bit of a transition there. People already know where the school is, so if they want to come to church, come to the same place. So that's the Canberra National Church, if I'm not mistaken. So this is South Canberra. Oh. Seventh-day Adventist Church. South Canberra, mm. Seventh-day Adventist Church. Got it. Okay. Because I was trying to think, <laughs> at the, the only church I know is the national one. I don't think I've been to South Canberra, actually. So that's like a, a different one. So I didn't know that the – because I was like, where's the school next to the national one? But there isn't because <laughs> yeah. it's a different school and different church. That makes more sense. Exactly. <laughs> so what, what years were there? Um, So just primary school. So, and you've got pre-K as well. So pre-K all the way to K to 6, basically, yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. And so give me a little bit about your experience as a chaplain there. What that what was your day looking like? What what was your experience as a chaplain at the school? Oh, I mean, when I first heard that you could be paid to have this job, I think I was in shock because you get to spend time with kids and teach them about God. Like that is my main focus. So it was truly my dream job. Um, but a day in the life, I guess, of a chaplain is, you know, you're there at school, you're doing um, worship with the teachers in the morning before school starts, and then um, you're just trying to interact with the students in um, any degree that you can in, like, um, recess and lunch times and stuff. But, yeah, my main, I guess, my main focus also was just to run Bible studies, and then once a week you'd have a full chapel service, and, um yeah, I guess just support the teachers in any way that I can. But, um, yeah, just be someone who's there who will listen and support the kids and answer any biblical questions they have, which you'd be surprised. Like, they've got some really deep questions to ask you that I've got to, like, be like, hey, I will come back to you with the answer to that question. Um, but, yeah, just to be there um, on the campus and support them in any way that I can, really. was what, awesome. What was one of the most surprising questions that you were asked from – one of the kids at the school? Oh, man, it, it can range from, from anything. I think um, about, like, um, Pharaoh hardening his heart or why does God allow this or um, you never know You never know what you're going to get. And, you know, I had to, like, act like I knew what I was, the answer was going to be. <laughs> but there was a few times where I was like, hey, we're going to do a Bible study about this, which is a really good answer for anyone listening. If someone asks you a question you don't know, because you don't have to pretend actually that you know everything, because I really think no one can know everything. So I can I would stop. Just say, We're gonna do. Sorry. I can, so I can I can now stop right now. Yeah. <laughs> pretending that I know everything. Okay, great. That, that there's a there lot of relief off my shoulders. <laughs> exactly. The answer is just, hey, that's a really good question. Let's do a Bible study about that next week, and then you go home study, and you come back, and that's what's really cool is that you learn in the process as well. Yeah, absolutely. Learning on the run as well too. So when you're exactly. doing, so you're doing Bible studies with kids, going through, and I'm just trying to understand a little bit of how this opportunity even like comes about. So like as a chaplain, so you're not really a teacher. You're, you're working at the school as a chaplain. Uh, do you ever have to deal with kind of difficult situations? No, what's really good is that I have, I mean, I have an amazing principal and she tried to really separate me from any disciplinary action. I think she really wanted me to be that fun chapel, like a chaplain person who people could go to. And so nothing really too difficult in the sense of disciplinary, if that's what you're asking. Well, not just disciplinary, but I just mean maybe emotionally or, or stuff with the families. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And now I think that was actually a beautiful part of my role is that, you know, if there's a kid in the hospital or if there was a death in the family, I got to go and visit the family and um, be there in that time of need. And so I think that actually was a beautiful part of it because that's when people really need you and need to hear that there's a God that loves them and um, is with them in that hard time. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it was really rewarding to be there in those difficult times. It's so interesting how... Difficult times can be honestly some of our, our, the platform of growth, you know, like through mm -hmm. the difficult moments in life, through the, the painful experiences, we actually grow so much more than when adversity is not present in our, in our life as well, too. Uh, looking, yeah, could not be looking back on, you know, your work as a chaplain, what do you think are some of the lessons you learned about life? Oh, lessons. Um, to be honest, I think mainly was like not to underestimate kids. Like, I think I went in there thinking, oh, you've got to do really basic Bible studies. Not that there's any such thing really as a basic or 
um, Bible study, but like kids can understand such complex things and their retention is amazing. So when I would do Bible studies with them at the beginning, I would try really focusing on what we learned like the pre- over the past few weeks kind of thing or the past year even. And they would remember it like their brains are just, oh, they can just absorb so much. So what an amazing time to learn about the Bible and to absorb it because they're just, yeah, their brains are like sponges. So not to underestimate what kids can learn, but also like they're so willing to learn about God. Yeah, I was and, about to ask um, you, like, with that age bracket, mm-hmm. like, you know, how how effective is it really, like, at that age bracket when, like, we tend to think, oh, kids don't understand, you know, the scope of the gospel at this age, it's why we don't baptize mm-hmm. them that young. But I was, I was wondering, mm-hmm. like, what the actual effectiveness is of ministry in that age bracket. Yeah, I think it's actually, well, I wasn't sure going into it at the beginning, but now I'm like, oh, sold out for really focusing on this age bracket because, yeah, they're so open to it. Um, I studied with about 50 students a week, and I think majority of those came from a background that didn't have any faith or had different religion. You know, that, what's amazing is that like people are paying that have that have no faith background to come to an adventure school, and so what an opportunity, right? Mm. Firstly, but then really they're so open and willing to learn about God, and I think it's a really important and crucial time to learn about God that there is a God that loves them and. Um, yeah, I think they really remember that. And I, I remember for myself making decisions at that age, you know, I think it's so important. So I think, yeah, it's a really crucial time to learn about God. And yeah, they're so open and willing. So it's wonderful. How has that journey been as well, too? Because the Seventh Adventist Church has educational facilities all around the world, like hospitals, mm. churches, and uh, the sanitarium, health and well-being company. It's a pretty big organization worldwide. However, there's a lot of negative stigma uh, towards Adventism. How did you navigate some of that negativity uh, with some of your families, or was there any? Um, I didn't come across too much, to be honest. Actually, really any. Um, people were really open. I mean, if they didn't want to learn about God or they there was any negativity, they wouldn't have too much to do with me, I think. So um, <laughs> I think the majority of the people there were just really open. I mean... Especially being a chaplain, I'm just there to support their their child, and um, yeah, no, it yeah, I didn't really, I really didn't come across any negativity, so I was really, really blessed. Oh, that's yeah. really, really good. Do you have any uh, mm. memorable moments that you want to share with us? Oh, oh, there's so many. I mean, it's such a rewarding job just to see kids grow in their relationship with God, and um, every time you see a child pray for the first time, or um, I got to help support some girls to lead out in chapel and give the devotional thought, you know, and, you know, there's many kids that want to get baptized and want to be chaplains themselves now. So, um, yeah, I think that it's just, again, one of the most rewarding jobs. But I don't think that has to even just stop with me as a chaplain. I think that this can be um, how anyone feels that supports kids in their church or whatever community they're in because kids are just open to learning about God and want to be supported. So, I think what I try to ask myself each day is how am I going to be the person that I would have wanted when I was that age? And, um, yeah, so I just encourage anyone that's listening just to support the young people in their environment because, um, yeah, they're really willing to learn about God and it's, we shouldn't just wait until people are older. Like, you can mm. start when they're young and why wait, you know? So um, Jesus loved kids. You want to teach kids, and um, yeah, it's a privilege to be able to teach kids. And who knows, and they can teach their families as well. And they can just grow when they get into high school. And yeah, so many rewarding things. Um, but yeah, I think that's just with kids in general because kids are awesome. <laughs> just so, to like build that foundation, and they can grow on that, you know, later on. Absolutely. Exactly. Like exactly. Hey, I, I just have a, a quick question here. Uh, sorry, I'm getting a phone call from Victoria right now, actually. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. I, I I can't stop it right now. I'm going to do my best too. It's all coming through on the radio. Uh, are you still with us, Michelle? <laughs> I sure am. Okay, awesome. Hey, question: uh, If you if you know anyone who's thinking about being a chaplain, know anyone who's mm. considering uh, you know this work, this type of educational ministry, what would you say to them? Oh. I would 100% say do it. Like, I cannot imagine a more rewarding and incredible job. Again, if you love kids and you love showing about God, then this is the job for you. 
um, yeah, I believe that it's not because of our work that we see any fruit, but God can work through any individual. All we need to do is be willing. And so if you're willing to, to spend some time with kids and to, yeah, share the gospel with them, I say go ahead because the kids are going to love you and um, it's going to be a really rewarding career. Um, so, yeah, definitely do it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really, really cool. Now, just a quick little side note. Uh, Houston, your husband, uh, mm-hmm. I heard you guys are doing a little church plant down there in Canberra. Is that happening? Is that is that secret or did I just release it? No, no. It sure is. Officially, I guess, next month is when we're going to start meeting on a weekly basis and it's very wow. early stages. But yes, there'll be more churches in Canberra, which is awesome because mm-hmm. there's not many, which is unfortunate. <laughs> well, we're working on that. We've only got about 20 seconds left here on Faith FM. Rochelle, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, do you want to say anything to the listeners in Canberra? Oh, thank you for having me. And yeah, anyone come to Canberra. It's amazing. <laughs> and beautiful weather. I mean, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We're looking forward to coming and seeing you guys down there when the little baby boy arrives. Yay. Uh, this is Anna Beaton and Kimmy Ogindi, uh Reply to Ecclesiastes. Those fears we 
to me all who are empty come to me all who are lost come to me reach for eternity and I You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. G'day, my name is Lloyd Grolleman and I'm the Aussie pastor. And my name's Hunty and I'm the tech. And I want to welcome you to our drive time show. 3.30 to 5.30 every Tuesday. Interesting interviews. Great guests. Inspiring Bible studies and hot, hot music. And I pray a place where you'll get just a little window into heaven where you will see Jesus, our mega superstar. 3.30 to 5.30 every Tuesday right here on Faith FM. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.